The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media, Geek Bomb and Smithy Marie. Podcast. My name is Maud Garrett, and we're also joined by the lovely Tiffany Smith and birthday boy Ken Knapsack. That's right. Happy birthday, 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 birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Ken. Dennis Baratheon slash Ken Knapsack. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Thank you. This is the podcast called The Night Is Dark, and we obviously focus on all things Game of Thrones, especially the episode that has just been completely broadcast around. The World. Episode 2 has come out. It is called The House of Black and White. Now, we are live right now. If you wanted to have a chat with us, there's a chat box just to the right. We are on live stream. But don't worry. If you're missing out on this, we will be available. The full episode will be up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Geek Bombshells. We've got bonus extra videos and extra content. One is going up in the... Well, two are going up in the next 48 hours. Yep. We'll get two little videos up. That's right. Uh, trust me, we uh, have a drunken <laughs> sing-along to the theme. And I nearly die. And that will be up on Tiffany's Life imitating art. YouTube. Uh, Tiffany, your YouTube channel. Mm. Give it a big plug. Tiffany M. Smith. Check it out. That's my YouTube page. Um, you can find a link to it on my Twitter, um, at Tiffany Sweets. And if you'd like the audio-only version of this, it's available on not only iTunes, but Podomatic. And you are so popular on your birthday, aren't you? It's my name day. Yeah, but you can find the audio version of this <laughs> show. Oh, bugger off. Um, he's, he's calling to talk Game of Thrones, and oh, it's, that's, uh, cool. that's what it's doing. Um, yeah, uh, you can find the audio version of this on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, which is on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Thanks to your support, uh, I did reach that number one spot beyond uh, Podomatic. So thanks Happy for that support. I still, it's yeah. still my favorite that it's under comedy. Well, we, we're funny. Put, you put some three-eyed raven beer in us, and we get pretty funny right away. Uh, yeah, because it is Ken's birthday. We are drinking some legitimate three-eyed raven yeah. beer. A dark, dark mead. Which so is who kind of, knows where this podcast is going to oh, go. Mate, I can already see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that right there, that's what's happening. We are all on Twitter as well, and we'd love to engage in conversations about Game of Thrones. I am at Maud Garrett. We have Tiffany, who is at Tiffany's Tweets. We also have at Ken Knapsack as well. You guys have been tweeting during the week, and some of the things that you've been saying, pretty fantastic, and we'll be bringing them up during the show. But should we get straight into the episode that we've just seen? Yes. Yes, we Let's should. Cool, The House of Black and White, episode two. The first thing that we've really noticed, Ken, you and I have read... I've read the first half of one book. You've read the whole series yeah. that's out. Yeah, half. and I also want to make sure. I want last week when I was in Vegas, I I, I think I became bitter book guy. <laughs> and I quoted out. Yeah. I didn't want. I don't want to be because you were alone in a hotel room. That's you were right. sad you weren't with us with all the beautiful candlelight. Right. Right. Um, I I uh, don't want to be that guy, um, but uh, I I I, I it will struggle at times. I'm still trying to grasp the Mance Raider stuff in my <laughs> brain, but uh, this week, so many changes, but the f thing I want to pose to you guys is, some of the changes just might be Winds of Winter stuff. We might be getting book spoiled. Well, here's the thing. We talked about this a little, but I'm not sure if we're going to do it quite yet on the show, but we might do a little section so all of you guys who have not read the books, because I represent that contingent on right. this show, that I've read the first three and then stopped. Um, so we may do a section where we're like, okay, we're just going to really get into some book spoilers so you guys know that you can just be like, skip those five minutes. Yes, there'll be some references throughout the show, but that will be the main part where we're like, okay. We will keep okay, it we'll very, very spoiler free. And you know what? It's even easier to do that now because this is drifting from the books so much. We're yep. seeing things that are happening right now in the show that I kept yelling out to you, Ken, that didn't happen. Yep. So the fact that we are book readers is almost irrelevant because it's yep. drifting away. Yeah. So the, the, pla the playing field is now level. Yep. And yeah, I think it's it's books. one of those things where it's like as we're all watching it, you know, today I was asking questions where it's like, um, the grayscale, is that something that you get to know more about in the books? And then I'm like, I'm just going to keep watching. And then stuff gets explained. And I'm like, oh, I guess you do know about this in the books. And you guys were like, is that actually explained like that in the books? So yeah. the the smug have become the smog in this situation, I feel. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, when we all used to sit there going, oh, I know it's about to happen. It actually never happened with me for um, season two, three, and four. Mm -hmm. But now yep. it's happening, and my power has been taken away from me. Yeah, which is kind of a good thing at some levels. We get yeah. to enjoy this. For the first time. Uh, for the first time again, and I like that. Cool. 
So let's talk about some of the m- amazingly awesome, cool things that happened in this episode. Oh, yeah. I, I think that for me, we talked about this a little bit, the theme that kept coming up for me was snakes. Yeah. Obviously, because we had the box arrive from Dorne with yeah. the snake and the necklace in it to, um, to Cersei. And then we had, you know, the hissing yeah, to Misa. Misa. Um, mm-hmm. And then just a lot of heads being chopped yeah. off, which well, I was like, you always say the thing where it's like, cut the head off the snake and you end whatever yeah. is going on. And Shireen teaching Gilly to read with, with the, S. the S on the snake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's definitely something that they focused on on this episode. It's always curious, I wonder, when they're putting an episode together, if they think about all of that, or if it's like, okay, they start putting it together, like, oh, could we put this theme here, because it's already here and here? Yeah. Let's just embrace that. Tie it all together. You hope so, because so many snake references in one show would be kind of like, hey, guys, look what we did. Yeah. Accidentally. I noticed that our billboards all around uh, LA had all men must die. And mm-hmm. I remember going, I'm so into this show. How come this is something that I'm not really familiar with? Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I feel season five, we are hearing the all men must die, mm-hmm. all men must serve. Yeah. Yep. Now, well, have you got the translation? <laughs> As we're watching Valor it too. all men must die, and Valor Dohiris is all men must serve. Mm-hmm. And Arya, uh, she's going to serve. Okay, so this whole all men thing. Yeah. Is it just men, or is this all people that live and breathe and are humans? <laughs> I, well, because we've got Ma- Marcella, who could possibly be the ruler of Dawn yeah, as a yeah. female. We've got Cersei, who's losing her power currently. Is it a gender-based thing, or is this a, a generalized thing? I, you know, I think it's. I always took it as generalized. <laughs> no, but, not me. But like, men. Oh, we, go. we got a little treat. Happy, happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ken. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we got some cupcakes. The beer wasn't enough. We had to get some birthday cupcakes for you. You guys guys each showered me with some wonderful birthday gifts, name day gifts before the show. Mm -hmm. Some Wookiee erotica. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. uh, A wonderful book. We like titties, baby. That you got that has all the deaths in Game of Thrones. All the Game of Thrones deaths on the TV series so far. Great. So now blow them out, make a wish. Oh, okay, I have to do this. <gasps> All men must blow. Oh, I don't want to blow off the Very set nice. <laughs> oh, that's another one. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No. Where were we? Mod, keep it clean. <laughs> it was candles. Keep it clean. I'm talking about candles. Um, we were talking about all the all men. Is all that men something that's going I took on? it as general, yeah. but also in the in the world of Game of Thrones, it's you just, uh, you just don't know. And and this show, I always believe the story is is I think women overcoming the brutality of men in this world. So who knows? Who Maybe knows? it might be a little bit of Return of the King action. Mm-hmm. I am no man. Yep, yep. At the very, well, and I think it's one of those things too where they mentioned the stuff or they said that you are like they said it to Arya at the end where it was like this girl will serve mm-hmm. and the fact that you know Cersei's dealing with her own stuff of if she can be in a position of power Sansa's they completely call her out on it yeah, yeah. Sansa's dealing with her stuff she's getting snarky snarky with uh, Peter Baelish at the moment snarky it's almost like Peter Baelish has created a monster yeah. In his own, and he's even saying that. It's like you're you're getting rather you're getting rather observant. And have you noticed that in the Stark household, they've always been a very very strong household, and we're seeing yeah. that the North is still strong, and they want a Stark to resume that line of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's the women, yeah. in the Stark family that are the only hope, apart from Snow, who may or may not become a Stark. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So we do kick off with the fact that Arya has jumped on a boat to Bravos with mm-hmm. the, the use of her coin from. Jagan Hagar. Thank you. Jagan Hagar? I just feel like if I, if I, if I choke Jagen. on my food, that's how I... Jagan Hagar! Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Actually, it's the amount of many verses. <laughs> but I love the significance of who are you? I'm nobody. Yeah. And in in the books, that's quite a prevalent theme because Aya keeps saying, you know, he, he knows who she is. She, he, this, this priest knows she's a Stark and he keeps going, who are you? Aya Stark, who are you? Yeah. And yeah. she goes, I'm nobody. And she's got to learn that, and what, and she is driven by vengeance. Yes. She goes to the house of a black and white, knocks on the door. This old dude pops out, and gets uh, rejected. Gets rejected. Yep. No one here by that name. And then she, what does she do? She does what she does every night for the, most she of her counts life. Counts her names. Counts her names out. She is driven by vengeance, but to get what she wants, yes. she's going to have to Cersei, learn. Walter Frey, mountain. the mountain, Marintrand, <laughs> Cersei. The list is Walter Frey, both bigger and smaller. Mm-hmm. Shrinking, Marin but Trent. bigger. But she's going to have to learn to surf. 
she's going to have to learn, and this is obviously the place where she goes, and it's a long, long lesson. And the return of Jagan Hagar, or the return of nobody. The faceless man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, this is, a, this is one of those book changes that I'm actually really excited about. Yeah. Well, it's definitely one of those parts of the TV show that's mysterious, Mm -hmm. that you're not ever going to get all of the pieces of the puzzle immediately. We're getting to see little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. I immediately was like, that's him. I knew it. I was like, yeah, I I, I didn't read this in the books. So I was like, I think it's him. And I think it was one of those things where I expected to kind of have a montage of her sitting outside, just hanging out for a while. So when she throws the coin into the ocean, I was like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Don't do that. That was a dumb move but it ended up working out to her benefit. I've got a couple of tweets coming in that I want to address while we're still on this particular topic. We've yeah. got uh, Waterfaster2012 says, do you all think that Sansa has really changed or is she just playing the game? I think mm-hmm. she's in the process of changing. Mm-hmm. Well, she's changed physically with dyeing her hair and taking yeah. her a new name, Elaine. Mm-hmm. Elaine, but, but also... now, oh man. Go she back... return serving Peter yeah. Baelish's... Go, know, go, back to, go back to uh, season one. She's knowledge a younger girl. Um, but she was all about knitting and princes and babies. <laughs> yeah. and Who am I, I want to be a queen. And, yeah. Yeah, and when exactly. she Joffrey's wife. Yeah. yeah. Joffrey's a horrible and he did and, and now I don't know why. I go back to the hound telling Arya uh, last season of the, the, the line of, uh, I'm the only one who knows what it's really like. How many Starks do they have to behead before you do too? So this is Sansa kind of getting that yeah. lesson too from Peter. And I think it's, she's on the border of both things. Faking it, but also learning and becoming that person. Because honestly, when Brienne comes in, which that was such a cool moment where Brienne already had it happen in the last episode, crosses paths. And so I was glad that they immediately came back to him and were like, no, they're still in the same general vicinity. I, I agree. They if we see kept each other. Near misses the whole time, I would yeah. rip my hair out. Yeah. 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 So I think that her coming in there, even if she wanted to leave with Brienne, I think that she understands the situation that she's in with Littlefinger, where she's like, I know that I'm safe right now with him, so maybe at some point I'm going to need Bran, but right now is not that time. I'm going to stick with what I know and keep learning more before I go to this other thing mm-hmm. that could protect me later on. It's well, funny that you say that, because Leo here has just tweeted and saying, Peter's okay to have Sansa's name shouted out in public? That is unlike Littlefinger. Reckless. Yeah. I agree. As soon as Bran walked up, it was like, Sansa Stark. I was like, yeah. oh, whoa, oh, you don't know. Yeah. But I think it would have ended up making things worse if he was like, don't call her that, you know? Yeah, true. If he just lets it go and yep. he's like, look, because he also doesn't want Sansa to know how crazy he actually is. True. So he it's like, the safety yeah, yeah, he was the safety net, which is why he went through the list of, okay, you were supposed to protect this person. Well, they're dead. You were supposed to protect he this did. person. Yeah. They're Shut dead. Brand down so hard. And I think Brown, she only lives to serve. And she's the sworn sword. Yep. And you're right, when... Peter Baelish was like identifying all of her weaknesses. Oh, you had one job and you failed. And then you had another job and you failed time and time again. That is her one weakness mm-hmm. that she's just destroying straight up. Yeah. But another weakness that she's having is rejection. She said well, to failed Aya, again. I want to I wanna serve you. And she's like, no. Nope. She, uh, okay, you've got one more sister for me to kind of uh, adhere to my side of, of my promise. What about you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> What's Brienne left to do? You know, this yeah. is all she knows. You pity this this. Poor woman. This this is why I think she's uh, now that we know she's the Chrome Stormtrooper in Force, <laughs> in, in Force Awakens. Her, Are her, we sure? Uh, During my Star Wars celebration show. It, no, it was, it was confirmed this weekend. She is. She oh, is. It was. She oh. is the Chrome Stormtrooper with the red cape okay. that you see in the trailer, nice. and is probably the big villain in this movie. So I think Brand's going to get a revenge. While I've got you guys here as well, if you are watching this live, tweet in your questions. Yep. We will be addressing them all throughout the show. You can either tweet myself, at Maud Garrett, Ken, at Kem Natsock, or Tiffany, at Tiffany's Tweets, or all of us above, or use that hashtag, the night is dark. And just, or, yep, and I make see sure frog. you do. At I See The Frog, big shout out to these guys, because these microphones that you see, the cupcakes and the candles, all at I See The Frog, so give them a big follow as well. That's right. Because I'll be uh, retweeting them anyway. So I'm going to thank them for the cupcakes. That was Tiffany. Constantly. Oh, guys. He lit the candles. He lit the candles. Good job. We'll keep going. Enough said. I think just going off of that stuff, too, with Bran, where, you know, we got our first kind of brutal death of this season. I made the note, Bran with the brutal kill. I actually, did I say those exact things as well? It was, it it was an expected death. Like, you expect to see these kind of deaths on shows, but we haven't really seen it from her. 
And it was like directly to the camera. <laughs> through the, what's this called? Through, through the, the collarbone? Call. Through the clavicle. shoulder neck? The clavicle. <laughs> That was nasty, yeah. girl. Yeah, it just proves she to me is one of the best sword fighters in this uh, in this mm-hmm. created universe. Uh, it gets I take... even better with that sword from Jamie. Yeah. yeah, but let's have a chat about the relationship she's had with Pod. Last last episode that we saw, she kept trying to rid him. No one wants me. Yep. I've been rejected by Aya. Get away from me. I'm not a knight. And then they split up, and Podrick gets chased by mm-hmm. all of these guards. Yeah, poor she Pod. comes and rescues him. Yeah. I think these guys are becoming fast allies, and she needs him or wants him as much as he needs But what does she her. need him for? She, I don't think she Why needs him. Why would she him. want to be alone? I think she's, I think Brand's a good person. If you get rejected person. over and over again, what's the one thing you want? Someone who wants or needs you. Yeah. I can tell you from a life of being rejected that, yes, that's, <laughs> that's true. Exactly from right. being uh, the, part of the Night's Watch. Yeah, I, that's, I would take You've my vows. You've been watching those nights, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, uh, But I think at the end of the day, Brand's a very good person. And yeah. Pod, for all of his podness, is, uh, he you know. He wants to serve just as much as she does. Yeah, he's a good-hearted guy. The problem with Brienne, though, is that the only other person that we've ever seen throughout the series that has that kind of loyalness and that puts what's right and what she should do above everything else, uh, they die. Eddard? Yeah. 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 Ned's dead. Dead, Ned. bro. Ned Ned's behead. dead. Benetting. The benetting. benetting. The Hashtag benetting. The benetting. <laughs> so we are seeing a little bit of a transformation there. Uh, but good on her for... Yeah. She knows how to fight. And she's taking no for an answer, which yeah. is kind of cool as well. Yeah, she respects, uh, in, in a weird way, respects Sansa. Like, yeah, she doesn't trust me. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, she, you know, you do see that she's still completely loyal to the fact that her response is, do you trust Littlefinger? No. We're going to keep following them. Even though she doesn't want me there, I'm still going to do what I was tasked to do, and I'm going to do a good job at it. Got a few tweets happening here. Leo has said one of the knights of the Vale in this episode volunteered to fight Tyrion in season one. Yeah. What? And Brienne of Tarth says Waterfaster 2012 has said has the same problem that Ned Stark and Mance had. Mm-hmm. They have too much honor. And I think the thing here is it is all about the game of thrones. It's all about playing this game. And, uh, you know, some you win, some you lose. But if you keep doing what's right... Well, and is it honor in some cases or pride? Because that was what John said to Mance last week where he was like, don't let your pride ruin all of this for you. And I think that that's something with Brienne where it's like seeing her get denied that it's like, no, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Is it pride at times? I think when it becomes pride, that's when they kind of get killed. But Mance's Mm. rebuttal is if I have to explain to you why this is so important, then you don't deserve to hear it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he wanted the freedom to make that mistake, as he said. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. from there we go to Dorne, right? Our first look at Dorne. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, did we? I mean, did we not talk about seeing Jamie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. We got the uh, the snake. A you gift and your Dorne. minimal notes yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like my cursive handwriting <laughs> to get anyone in high school out of their uh, physical education class with my mum's curls. Look at that handwriting. That's very beautiful. Nine That's beautiful, Marty's. Uh, right, right. A gift from Dorne. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, Cersei and Jamie. Going Lannister. back to the snake again. Now these two—they are brothers and sisters. And these these guys were pretty much fornicating as soon as they realized they could put their bits in the other's pieces. But the thing <laughs> here is that as soon as Jamie left, the, their relationship has been in complete turmoil. He's returned, and they're they're not each other's it's painful. allies. It's honestly painful seeing them interact together now because it's like they hate each the other. The worst breakup you could ever possibly have, mm-hmm. and then you still have to work together, and you have kids together. So it's like they got divorced, but they can't actually separate. You're speaking about pride, and I think he is. So Cersei's pride is really getting in the way. She's finally in a position where she can lead. You know, her father Tywin's dead, but she needs to be building allies. And I think she's realizing at the moment that everywhere she looks, she's not in control. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, who seems to be the only level-headed person in power at the moment, she's denying everything because of her pride. Yeah. And seeing these two together. And Jamie's the only person in this situation that could help her at this point. Totally. And she's rejecting everything. Yeah. Well, and she's so good at just. Uh... You just want to sticking, sticking where you can't defend where because stuff about words are her weapons. Words are her weapons, mm. and just say, like, "Oh, you've never been a father." And he's like, "I couldn't have been a father. They would have killed their kids in the street." You know this. You yeah. So don't mm. say you're a father now. She also one of my favorite lines: uh, "The smirking whore from Highgarden." Uh, to describe Marjorie Tyrell. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, th- yeah. The Cersei Jamie relationship just continues to kind of. 
unfold and, mm-hmm. and kind of get messy. It's, it's, it's and irreparable. It feels now. like, you know, when you've had friends who've broken up and they're both in the same room together again and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to be here. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. That's how it feels when they're in the same scene together. But I think that leads to finally getting to see Jamie man up again, which I love so much. I love this part of him where he really steps up to the plate and he says, I'm going to go and I'm going to get our daughter and don't worry about it. I don't need to take an army with me. I am still the king knight. Knight, sorry, not king. I am still the man that I was before I lost my hand. Even if you're going to pick me, pick at me about it, I'm still that guy. But how's her saying, oh, who said you could take anyone? It's like, whoa, whoa, you, what you want out of this is to save your daughter. Uh, why would you try and also make this a, a kamikaze mission for him? I just felt that was a little bit strange. Uh, yeah. Because I think but- she wants to start a war. She wants, she, she would, she, I don't think she, she knows what she send, wants right now. Yeah. If Jamie could go there and die because she makes him feel so bad about himself, but then they find out that they've sent someone, that's going to start a war. True. Then discretion is absolutely key and having a smaller party is good for that. Uh, I think we are also seeing Cersei, not only are we realizing that she's becoming completely out of power and that she's just blockading herself from building a good mm-hmm. uh, alliance here, but people are playing on her weaknesses, and this started happening during the Purple Wedding. Cersei's number one weakness are her children. Mm-hmm. When Joffrey died, she was broken. And then jo- um, and then now we're seeing Tommen being taken away yeah. by Marjorie, and she's realising, I don't have power over away. this situation. And now that we've received this snake, and mm-hmm. she goes, I, there's only two of these necklaces in the world. I have one, and my daughter has one. This is a threat. And she's like, I will do whatever it takes yep. to protect my daughter. So this is a weakness of hers. It's being constantly exploited. And I think in this episode, too, especially when she goes before the council as not the hand of the king, but as the fill-in yes, until he's old enough to figure out who he wants to be the yeah. hand of the king. But did you That's notice? where people finally are seeing who she actually is. That's the first time that I think people are legitimately calling her out as... This person who's coming in and pretending to be empowered, though she's not. Yeah, and uh, maybe it's the fact that she's a woman, which she has reflected within the books. Going, oh, you know, no one pays me any attention. People yeah. are talking down on me, e- putting even me Taiwan, in my place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I'm a woman, and this yep. wouldn't happen if I was a man. But we've seen her, um, Kevin, who's supposed to be her uncle. Yeah, she's like, you know, you do as I say, and he's like, nope, no, nope. no, sit down, going sweetheart. back to the rock. Yeah, this is the beginning of Circe unraveling. This Absolutely. is Cersei flailing for power, Cersei trying to um, do what her father did, and he made it look so easy, and she's going to find it's really hard, which is similar to what is going on and has been going on with Danny. But to see so many people just openly... Mace Tyrell doesn't count. He's such a pushover and such a... <laughs> yes, master of coin. Yes, thank you. But how yeah. good's that yeah. beard? <laughs> what? what? How good's... He's, got, he's got like a flicker of a cowlick or something. Oh, going. yeah, he's got a weird, weird <laughs> facial hair configuration. <laughs> Uh, we move into another part which uh, is kind of dabbled over in the books, but this is a very different situation. Remember Bronn, Tyrion's right-hand man, the guy that saved him in the Vale. It was his sworn sword that you know was protecting him, and they were through thick and thin until someone with a bigger bag of money came along because yeah. he is, at the end of the day, a sellsword. That's right. Well, he was sold off to Lollis, who is technically... She's a half-wit. The, I'm just going to say it, though. Whoever this actress, what her name is, I don't know. I need to look it up. But gives the best facial expressions. This chick gives good face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. The stuff that she responds to. <laughs> she does, though. There were oh, moments I, where I was I, like, I, oh, my God, that's so face. funny. It's just she, the way she interacts with him. And then seeing Jamie, where I'm like, all of us watching when we saw the show for the first time, that's the reaction that a lot of girls and some guys had about seeing Jamie <laughs> Lannister. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was so fun seeing that person who kind of is like the fan mm-hmm. as you're a part of the show. Yeah. yeah. It's funny also seeing Bronn in uh, Lord's Garbs. Yeah. You know, the catch kind of to be with Lollis is that he got, seeing dirty. he got titles, he got land, all he had to do was pretty much put uh, an heir in, in this woman's belly. Um, so seeing that, but because Jamie in the books wasn't sent off to uh, to dawn is that a spoiler if i say that or are we drawing comparisons or should i just forget what, what Jam- jamie jamie going at this point forget what going, what happens in the books well, J- jamie what... doesn't touch dawn 
Um, now they're going to streamline the story and send him there, which which I think is okay because it brings Bron back into the fold. Which is great because he's such a lovable character, and maybe this is Jerome Flynn does such a spectacular job with with Bron, and now we get to see him more. Where the argument, you know, if they had followed the books directly, I we really we we wouldn't see Bron again. He's vanilla vanilla. I want it so bad. We wouldn't see Bron again <laughs> if 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 they stayed with that. And I'm happy that Bron's still going on and uh, going to follow Jamie down to Dorne. How is that? So delicious. Guys, it's Kim Napsop's birthday today, so we're going to have some cupcakes. Yeah, I brought a whole bunch of good flavors, so get so at them. Um, yeah, I think that getting to see him in that situation again is like Jamie getting to go back into the field, have some more fun, not have to be in that stupid armor, hanging out in the castle where he can't actually do anything. Well, do we have and the same thing with Braun. Remind everyone, when Jamie first lost his head and came back, what's up? There was a question. Somebody wanted to know, who is Jamie promising to Braun? Oh, because they didn't say. He was like, guess what? If you come with me, when you come back, you'll marry someone way better, and Not you'll a get halfway. a way better castle, I promise. That's true. Who would it be, guys? Carlos Thanks, Thanks, Carlos, for your question. Thank you. Uh, we'll oh, find gosh. out. Yeah, I don't know. There is, the, is there... No. I was like, for a second, I was like, Masella, but no, that would be a way, like yeah, a way yeah. bigger I, jump. I, I, I think that's a red herring or a MacGuffin. I, I don't think... It doesn't matter who Jamie's promising to him. It's just not the half-wit yeah. lollies, who, by the way, was in the uh, season two riot. Watch <laughs> just making a mess of those cupcakes over there. <laughs> it's really delicious, though, and that's, that's what's important. Should we get a close-up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, my weakness is We're cupcakes. not with Littlefinger in the broth. <laughs> um... Yeah. Very sexy. No that just happened. No, I don't know what just happened. No gag reflex. <laughs> oh. We are not that show. No, we're, not. Game, <laughs> no. we're a Game of Thrones show. It's true. We're that show. It's true. But just kind of like going off of that sexy mm. moment there, we get to see Tyrion. In the little box. He's always in boxes. With berries, but where he's talking about, what made me think of that is where he's talking about the fact that he has a price on his head. And he's like, well, what does he say? My sister's, mm, her best part for my best part. Yeah. Oh, so they're going to chop her bits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think that was fun getting to see them interacting in that space where we keep getting to see them in these super intimate one-on-one -on -one conversations. Oh, those two together are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mod. Where is it? Just all over your face, basically. <laughs> Just frosting all over. Vanilla, vanilla. Yeah. Um, so I think getting to see that interaction happen was great because who knows what's going to end up happening. And I liked, I laughed out loud when Tyrion said the thing of, I never said anything different of how I was actually going to act. Yeah, I'm going to get drunk this whole ride there. Oh, I don't really care what's going to happen. Yeah. He's self-destructing. He did, and Varys is here to kind of keep him in line. I don't think he's self-destructing, though. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's That's like, self-destruction. You right? would think that a man who's killed his father and is, is like, like being hunted would have more to live for and be respectful and excited that he has a life still. But I think he's waiting to see when he has a moment, if there is that moment where he wants to come back. Because it's like, okay, who are you taking me to see? Why are you taking me here? Do I really care until I get to that place? And if I meet Danny and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is actually someone that I think could lead and should and I'll help. Up to that point, he's like, I'm gonna be drunk the whole time. I don't whole care. But his, vomit yeah. yeah. What I don't like now right now is Tyrion's drive is not as clear. Uh, where he should be searching for where whores go and having this internal drive uh, to find something from his past. Now he's just kind of drunk and aimless. That's one thing I'm, I'm waiting to see where they develop this Tyrion storyline. Um, I know what he's doing, where he's going, but I want right now. He do, to me, he doesn't have enough drive. I don't want to see this guy just drink and f f stumble his way into his goal. We had that last goal. episode. I feel he yeah. vomited as, as soon as he was yeah. able to kind of fill it out. Yeah, funny. Yeah, we yeah. get a, um, another look uh, in Dawn at, uh, at Alaria. Now, not only has she got a completely new look, but a new accent. Yeah, she sounded like. a bit different. Mm. I I like. It was weird. Yeah. I don't understand. And when I was and watching, all I was like, don't have an accent from Dorne because we have been given some sort of Maybe direction. she's like really pissed off. And sometimes yeah. like when you speak when another I'm language. When I'm angry, I turn Russian. Well, I'm like, <laughs> well, it's like I have friends whose Spanish is their first language. They get pissed off and they immediately go into a way heavier accent. So I'm like, yeah. maybe. 
<laughs> no, I think it's That's just like, like they decided to change her voice, and it was kind of weird. It was kind of like Baelish last season going really into Baelish voice a little bit too much. He's always done Baelish voice, But But though. in season four, it was a little more pronounced. It was a little more How dramatic for dramatic search. Just a mess. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, and I don't like her new short haircut. She's definitely in mourning, but uh, you yeah, know, so she's got to grow that out again. Yeah, black garments as well yeah. for mourning. Uh, but we have met Dorian. Now, for those that don't know, Dorian is the king. Uh, Doran, Prince Doran, Martel. Yeah. Doran. He yeah. was the one who was supposed to go when Oberon went first. But he's got he was like, my brother, like the prince. He's got come. gout. Yeah. yeah. Gout in his feet, which means that he's you know kind of bound to a wheelchair and can't really move very much. Yeah. In my head, I pictured him a lot fatter. I told you that, Ken, when I was watching. I saw yeah. him. I was like, he's <laughs> supposed to be a big guy. Well, yeah, most. But Sam Tarly's yeah. still fat, so there you go. But God, just because you have gout doesn't mean that you're fat. It just means you can't that move. If you, you cannot eat move, a lot of meat. If yeah, yeah. If you, if you can't move and you're like wheelchair bound in a way, and uh, you are a, a lord. Then all you do is eat rich foods and, yeah. you know, you get fat. Rich man's disease is what I think Tywin refers to it yeah. as. Well, and I liked getting to meet this character and hear mm. that he really does mimic the same thoughts that his brother did. Where, you know, he says the thing about she, Alaria, offers up, let's cut off her fingers and send them one by one to Cersei because I want vengeance and I mm. want it now. And he's like, we don't mutilate little girls here. Yeah. And if you remember last season, Oberon's talking to Cersei and he says, we don't hurt little girls yeah. where I'm from. Yeah. Um, so I loved seeing that this is actually what this city and this province is oh, actually let's be like. so honest. Dawn sounds awesome. Yeah. Dawn, you don't have to be sold off to an older man. We talked pre-show about what houses we'd probably be in and I would probably be in Dawn, so I'm then pretty excited about this. have lots and lots of sex. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And, and have lots of sand snakes. Yeah. yeah. Pun intended. Mm. But the fact that they don't, you know, they, they, they don't mutilate little girls. And the fact yeah. this is a conversation that comes up. And you know what? Cersei wouldn't blink yeah. to do that. But here they are going, no, no, no. She's Which is why she's so terrified. She's so scared because she's like, guess what? First it's a they're gonna rebut They're going to have rebuttal against me and what happened on my daughter. And he's like, no, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see Grey Worm and Dario. Now, we are getting to know Dario more and more. Thank you. Are we? Yeah, because we realized yeah. last week he that actually he gets fighter. to talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Was, he's a fighter, and he's like, yeah, the fighting pits were where I made a name. Yeah. I was famous yeah. in these fighting pits. Tens of thousands of people were screaming my name. Yeah. And now we realize he's also really smart. He's street smart. He, knows. he is street Smart. Yeah. Read oh, exact same thing. Oh, read your notes. Your little, yeah. your little mom writing. <laughs> you know where I got that from? Dungeons and Dragons. You can mm. get like a bonus of Street Smart. And I had it for my uh, thief character and it yep. never came in handy. Because <laughs> I was in a forest or a dungeon. Anyway, uh, <coughs> Dario, yeah, we've seen last week that he was a good fighter. Now he's Street Smart. Uh, he is also a part of the Queen's Council. Now mm -hmm. looking around the council, I kind of looked at you and were like, who are these people? Where did this council come from, first of all? It just all of a sudden appeared. Because I don't think there was a council last week's episode. Well, the guy no, with she... the English accent and the teeth was in last week's episode. Yeah, she... He's the one that discovered about the, the harpy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they, she's, had her, she's had her small council since, since she took she's over the ring. She's had people she talked to, but it was never as official as this. Well, where no, it was like a yeah. table of people worm, sitting the around. The gray worm that we'd never seen before is now on the well, council. The one well. who's now... Uh, that's a that's a yeah, he did. <laughs> that's yeah, a character did. that's uh well I, it's not a book he really, character really so did. so he I don't deaded. know. <laughs> he be deaded so and like, but he's not benetted he's just bedeaded. <laughs> um, so getting to see the council so and obviously you know we're seeing her interact in that political queen situation again mm -hmm. where last week she said. I'm not a politician, I'm a queen. No and in this episode, she acted a lot more like a politician at the beginning in that instance where they're talking and she's like, okay, he's going to go to trial. Uh -huh. I'm not going to just kill him. That was a very political decision because I think she wanted to kill him. But how many times in the last, say, six, seven episodes have we started disagreeing with her decisions? I mean, everything that Ned had said or everything yeah. that, you know, anyone who had any kind of loyalty, you're like... Yeah, that's right. That's what yeah. you should be doing. And then, you know, you're saying that you've got so much faith in Daenerys. 
But she's kind of letting you down, and she's not. Well, she always has let me down. She makes bad decisions constantly. That's it. She's a stubborn little girl, and she she makes these horrible decisions. And it's always Sir Barristan who's the one going, "Hey." Which is what happened. This is in what this you episode. need to do. Big time. He has regulated yeah. her. And this, he finally won in a way because he says, "Hey, let me tell you how your dad was. Yeah, he used to burn people with wildfire and laugh while they died he in front of him. He was an asshole. Yeah. Well, and that he thought every time he did them, he was more and more right and gained more and more power, and totally lost sight of the fact that he was losing his people. Right. Yeah. Which is hilarious as we move forward where, yeah, she made the right decision in the council by saying we need to give this man who has, uh, technically he was wearing the golden mask and they realised that he could have been murdering the Unsullied. Yeah, um, but he did, yeah. Yeah, for the... the, for the, the harpy. What is it? The sons, sons of the harpy. Sons of the harpy. But no, we need to give him a fair trial. And the person within her council took the liberty to execute this man, saying, I did it for you. This is what you should have been doing. I, I killed him because you... Which just, it ends up making it feel very cult-ish. Yes. That, you yeah. know, you hear him saying, I did this for you, though you didn't ask for it. Because he, he literally says, I freed you from the decision. Because she couldn't make that decision for herself. And then when she comes out at the end and brings him out, everyone chanting to her was so... It was kind of creepy, the Misa stuff that was happening. And we or saw Misa. Misa, Misa at Misa. the end of yeah. um, ep, uh, season four. That's yeah. how we finished all these slaves. But even that time up. felt so different than this one. Yeah. That time was, felt like victorious. Like you freed us. Now lead us. Yes. Yeah. And she didn't do a, a, the great thing because, yes, this man took liberty to act in the way that he thought it was. Yeah. But now she's going, dude, you, you killed a man that was on trial. Now you've got to die. Yeah. Interesting that Dario stepped up to the plate to make the execution without flinching, without blinking. It happened. But the fact that they were all begging for this man's mercy, he's one of us. We feel that he acted with honour. We feel that he did the right thing. Yes, yep. she said... It's not about what you think. Law is law. Yep. And you broke it, and you must pay the consequences. And the punishment is death. But yep. the reverse reaction is her Snakes people. again. So the end of season four, Misa, Misa, and now whoosh, they are Stop turning. It. Don't even do it. Okay. So Don't even do the Jar Jar David because Fickers it reminds at me of I that. See the Frog has made a very valid point. We all host a Star Wars podcast as well. Jedi Alliance, Far, Far Away, Jedi Council. Star Wars in my room. And you've got exactly. a lot of Star Wars poster there, there and there, and there and there. Uh, the Misa. These are on a Star Wars plate. The cupcakes are, y'all. Yeah. I can't. Y'all. So the fact that, you know, Misa is mother of... Mother? Mother. mother yeah. <laughs> Misa is also how uh, Jar Jar Binks starts a lot of... That's all. Okay. End of that conversation. Yeah. Moving on. Misa, Moving on. sorry! Stop it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Cool. Um, <laughs> so we got to see all of that stuff happen with Danny, and I think that, you know, obviously it was interesting seeing that, again, the Unsullied are the only ones who are there to protect her, because... They are a bot army. But yeah. Dario, there's no way they're turning. But he he's in like he's in that love they have with a weakness. Yeah. No, when this guy, the the son of the harpies, was hidden in a room, Dario goes, check out this room straight away. Grey was like, there is no one here. And he's yeah. like, dude, yeah, you're so yeah. trained, yeah, that you can't see. And he throws this dagger and instantly like kind of impales the the, the guy Extends who's hiding the behind a wall. Yeah, and this is Dario going. You, are, you think you're so powerful and strong, but you just don't have it up here. You don't have your street smarts. Yeah. yeah. And you know, these Unsullied also have a weakness. Every I feel like all these major key characters are showing all their weaknesses. Well, yeah, every single... what's going on, yeah. Every single situation character is going to have a weakness. I just want to eat all and the icing. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do the strawberry one. I want this one. Oh, that's yours? Okay, you so take that away from me, for the love of God, because I am <laughs> I think that we definitely are getting to see weaknesses that are going to end up being exploited and used later on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was interesting that Dario was the one to say, okay, this is something that the Unsullied don't think about. Mm -hmm. And he may be someone that's going to have to teach them different things, especially because he talks about the fear thing. But then he also talks about the fact that he's like, well, guess what? Our guys, we hang out in the city. We go to the brothels. We drink with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. No, no, not rubs when you got the, uh, <laughs> the love nub. Anyway, uh, moving on back to Cersei, uh, I want to talk about how she's forming her own, you know, we've seen um, Daenerys having her Queen's Council. Council. Cersei, who she's 
putting into her inner circle. Kyburn? Ky- Kyburn, yeah. Kyburn mm-hmm. is an interesting fellow, he's, isn't he? He's a dark fellow. He is a guy that was a maester but had his chains removed because he was doing mm. very Necromancy. Yeah, there you go. I was like, fundamental yeah. things. No, mm. yeah, yeah, he was... He was he's he's rebuilding humans and well, that's why he wanted that severed head. And Yeah, I was like, yeah. speaking of cutting the head off of a snake. I'm going to need that for my researchers. Cersei, oh, whatever you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not blinking an eye, not yeah. understanding what's going on. Because they're just cutting down anyone that could possibly be Tyrion and sending yeah. heads. That, yep. was, that was one of the best parts in uh, the books was yes. all these different people showing up with and she didn't even dead care. small people. She was like, ah, it's one nope, more person. Not him. About. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Kyburn, let's talk a little bit about him. He seemed yeah. to be a Farik. He's got some issues, yeah. But there's some theories about the purpose uh, and uh, use of, of Kyburn. Mm-hmm. And why it is that uh, I think Cersei puts a lot of faith in people, but yeah. I don't understand yeah. necessarily their cause, yeah. what drives them. But yeah. it's also we don't know at what situation or at what point he's going to come in handy because there's a lot of stuff that we don't understand. And if you like right. think about other archetypal kind of like Knights of the Round Table, Merlin coming in and being the sorcerer who mm-hmm. helps and. Mm-hmm. Like old right medicinal analogy. things, where it's like, okay, he could potentially be that character who brings magic in because of all the creepy stuff he's doing. Well, he's, maybe he's the one who helps to bring people back from the dead. I don't yeah, know. He's he's bringing. I, I might, he's absolutely going to be bringing the mountain back to life. That's why he's got him down there. I'm, he's experimenting on him. And Dawn wants a head. They <clears throat> want justice. Dawn, they yeah. want the mountains head, body, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, they want it's to see unusually dead. large sized cranium. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that doesn't happen in the book, we go back to the north with Gilly and Shireen. Now, we've seen before Stannis' daughter with Grayscale teaching someone to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing it again. She's a good little teacher. Night she was teaching before? Certainly yeah. was. And now it's happening again. Now, I think they they kind of want Gilly to have a little bit more of a role. Yeah. Because in the books, she's just kind of not well for a lot of it. Just angry yeah. and sullen. Yeah. Uh, so here, this is a little bit odd for me, but I am also seeing Sanus's wife play more of a role here in manipulating uh, who she should be friendly with. Does she with remind yeah. anyone else of, what's her name? The crazy mom who her son uh, was still feeding off of her nipple. He's older. Oh, Lysa. Lysa. Why, I was like, why can Lysa I not Tull? think of her name? She reminds me of her now. She's crazy I and kind it. of creepy and has yeah. no personality except for when she laughs at weird things. And She's... just like when you look back on the interactions between Littlefinger and her, her responses to things remind me a lot of that character. She's She's got problems too. I mean, she has three <laughs> stillborn babies. She's got problems. But she also you know. sees this Lord of Light servant, <coughs> Melisandre, like pretty yeah. much fornicating with her husband for the greater good. The yep. greater good. The greater good. Yeah. You know, and she was kind of weak then, and I think she's kind of having a little bit more strength in, in trying mm-hmm. to play the game uh, a little bit more. The grayscale conversation, though, between Shereem and Gilly, I was like, huh? Well, this for me, watching the show, I was like, at some point, this is going to come in and have some meaning. Um and I thought, I was like, maybe she's a dragon. Maybe she's something that will, like, end up being some kind of animal or thing that's a wildling. <laughs> but if she's oh, like but a she won't. dragon, that would be so cool. <laughs> but she won't be because they already Shireen. said that she was cured. But when Gilly talks yeah. about her two sisters who had it, she was like, they were basically animals. What happens to people with grayscale? <laughs> they die. But they didn't die. Their yeah. parents killed them. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there's, there's. Um, Can they transform into something with grayscales? Uh, I think no, so. Not that I. Let's I, I don't start know. a conspiracy. Maybe, maybe Shireen is a dragon. Um, She's like a tenth dragon. Tenth dragon. Cheek dragon. Or something. It's, it's, there, I'm a dragon there's of a, cheeks. <laughs> there's a Ch- Chad. Help me out. There's the river near Volantis where a town runs through, and the entire town is affected uh, with grayscale. Fact because a dragon did a big turd in their water supply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Don't go in the water. Yeah, don't go in the water. And everyone in that town has He's good. has grayscale. Uh it's on the river uh down uh down towards uh Valance before you catch the demons road. So there's a lot with grayscale in this. I and I, it was a very interesting but all conversation. All those people are living. They're slowly with dying. With grayscale. Okay. They're slowly dying. Mm. But they go transforming. They also go a little mad. They're also 
yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing. So it was to me kind of interesting that they addressed it directly, mm. that they kind of spoke about it. And the fact that we are drifting away from the book so much, are they are they planning something out? Is this going somewhere? I mean, I think the fact that in that whole conversation, she asks about the sisters, and mm-hmm. Gilly's like, okay. So they end up, you know, changing. My dad took them outside, and then he took them out into the woods. We don't hear her say anything else. Obviously, it seems like the father ends up killing them. But we don't know what would happen if they were left to their own devices, <coughs> except right. for that she said they were like beasts. Mm. They weren't themselves. And in the yeah. wildling era, what, what kind of beasts do we know that live out in the, the north of the wall? Giants, shawl, wargs, yes. Could there be something else? There was a children Absolutely the there could be. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of the North, we see John and Stannis having a big, deep conversation. Stannis, who declares himself king, feels that he can completely change the ranking of the bastard and make him a Stark yeah. if he will help reclaim the North. But John, who has Ned's blood... Maybe not running through him, but something's running through that. Some blood. Stark blood is in there. You know, he he's grown up. Is that good? Is that tasty? That looks so delicious too. Robert Cupcakes are my favorite. That looks delicious. We have to understand that you know he has um, loyalty <laughs> running through his blood, and he says, "I swore an oath. I can't bow the knee to you. I can't claim lordship or lands or riches or help you because I am." Of the Night's Watch. This, this for me is is a key moment in Jon Snow's character and, and his storyline. This something. is all he's ever wanted. You go back yes. to season yep. one. Go back to episode one. He just wants to be recognized. He just does. He doesn't want to be a bastard. Do he you guys doesn't want the conversation between him and Tyrion. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm referencing. Yeah. Is is uh, no, you're a bastard. Wear it, wear it proud, so other people can't mm-hmm. take it from you or or can't can't say anything about you. Um, so for this moment, it's not a small moment when Stannis says, "I will make you mm. a Stark." I'm giving everything you want to you on yeah. a silver bloody platter. Yeah, and I, I I almost <laughs> felt I almost felt they rushed it. A little bit. This is one of those things where they didn't have the time. It's not a book versus show thing. The show just doesn't have the time. It's also because Stannis is kind of shit. What are you, are you talking bad about Stannis? <laughs> are you talking oh, bad about bad, Stannis? The one bad. true king. The Iron Throne is his by right. I, I understand why he's doing but that. But no one likes him. Yes. Yeah, well, welcome to my life. Yeah. Oh, oh honey. We I like you. Do you. We I like you, do especially you. on your we birthday. We have got gift number two. Um, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. More cupcakes. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Would you like one, Uh After the show. I'll There's a strawberry on one in there. Want, want oh, and a red velvet one. But this, this is a key. I, I, it's one thing. I, I'm a little disappointed. Not again. It's not book versus TV show. I'm just a little disappointed that they have to rush this because the election, the Lord Commander election, is a takes a book. Leo here says the Lord Commander election is a little underwhelming. Although mm. he loves Sam's speech. It was a very funny moment. Mm. I've, I've, he, when he, you know, I, I hate Jano Slint when he says he, I found him in a puddle of his own making. Yeah, uh, yeah. great Samwell. Good moments, like, good Samuel moment. Mm. Yeah, but and again, I, I, they, they have to do it like this. You can't. Um, it, it took about an entire book, the in, the election of the Lord Commanders. I remember it. Uh, yeah, it, it but goes and goes But it wasn't just two people going for it. It was, it a, was bunch. a number of people. Um, and it was months and months and months and Mar- no winner. Yeah, Bowen Marsh is involved in it, all these kind of characters. Mm. So I, I, and that I was get the it. Book, that was the previous book, wasn't it? Um, what is it? It's, it's, Hold uh, on, sorry, no one cares about books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, though, too, I think that this is something where it references a lot on the TV series, people seeking a title. You got... Ramsey, who wants to be recognized. You've got Jon Snow, who wants to be recognized. You've got Cersei, who wants to be recognized. And is it something where... But she she just wants to be recognized as a powerful person. And so I think it's something that, with Jon specifically, and this is a totally different reference, but when you look at, like, a biblical reference, where it's like he's offering Mm -hmm. him the kingdom. Like, Stannis is Satan at this point, where he's like... I will give you everything if right. you just bow the knee to me. Well, and he's like, not going to nah. do it. That's the, Christopher at, at Review Easy does tweet in to us here that it's interesting that it's, it, Jon Snow is the only GOT character mm. to refuse power. That's a great, great comment to... True. 
jo about Jon Snow. Anyone else? Stannis, I deserve my power. Cersei, do you want power? You betcha. Anyone else? Renly, you want power? Mm -hmm. Yes, I want it. Yeah. Everyone wants it. And and that that quest for power destroyed just about everyone who has Ned refused to be handed the king. And all right, Ned Ned tried, and I tried to refuse it. And uh, every time I rewatch season one, I want him to walk away yeah, when he, he has did. that chance. Um, so I, it, it, it's why John is 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 such a popular character for so many people is uh, he has these good traits about him, these traits that go deep, his character, and the thing about saving Mance and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It runs It runs very deep. Do you just, do we just eat all the cupcakes? I just want the just, icing. Just, <laughs> I'm that little brat that just, just wants the every icing. every single one. Yeah. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Hey, we've also got a, a few tweets coming in. Leo has said something that's just blown my face off. What? In... Uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. In Carbon's lab, you can see Mountain's body lying on the table, A. And B, the head of the dwarf belonged to the one who played King Joffrey at the Purple Wedding. Is that yeah. true? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah, it, was, it definitely was the right? one. Right? Do you guys remember the Purple Wedding where they got all the little They did people? the interaction of the, they did the reenactment, I'm yeah. sorry, of the yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah, So it was the one his. that played Joffrey. Yeah. Kind of a lot of, there's a, there was a lot of beheading in this episode because we haven't even talked about the fact that when we end up getting to Arya again, she beheads that little pigeon. Yes. <laughs> and they didn't set a chance. That she beheaded the pigeon and then that's how she ends up getting into the house of black and white. Do you think that's why? No. I think they were following her the entire time and they're like, oh, who yeah. is this person? Is she actually who she says she is? Does she have true motives? Well, I but I think whoever Jagan Hagar was or whoever that is knew knew right away. I think you wanted to see how, how much she wanted it. In yeah. my mind, the fact that she came back wasn't it. Yeah, that and oh no, yeah. she, she like stood up to like a bunch of people. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> basically Arya's like a badass now is what they're trying to show us, which She's I still already got needle. knew. She keeps being. Just this little tiny badass with a little tiny needle that also makes her more badass. Yeah, but but all that badassery is going to have to go away. Uh, she's going to have to become nobody, and that includes maybe getting rid of needle or over again just overcoming that vengeance, that the drive fact that she's for vengeance. The lady of the house that, of that, that mm -hmm. fact that she's technically mm -hmm. a lady, all that means nothing anymore, and that's the journey she's about to start with uh, now. I keep saying Jagan Hagar, but whoever whoever that whoever is, that is. The and, priest of the House of Black. Yeah, and they might yeah. be combining some characters uh, from that. Uh, there's the blind priest there that's mm -hmm. in the House of Black and White, but mm -hmm. the House of Black and White stuff is a little boring. It's a little boring. <laughs> In the book, I'll say it for yeah, you. In the book, it's, it's a little long, so I'm okay. Again, this is this is one of those things from now where I don't like that that they had to speed up the Lord Commander election. It's okay that they can speed up Arya learning. Uh, you know, she'll still be cat of the canals and Arya underfoot. All these things she has to these transitions she has to go through. But tips face. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? What you say? It's just she already the the thing with the pigeon is already kind of the, a little bit of what who. Who she is. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember how, like, throughout throughout the entire season, the she's learned to not be Arya Stark. She, yeah. I mean, this yeah. whole Arya, Arya. Guys, phonetically tweet Arya. us. What do you think it is? Brandon Tarth says Arya. I know, it's throwing me off. Arya. Gwendolyn Christie has a thick accent. So. Arya. Yeah. Arya. 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 Okay, like, talk about thick accents, though. Maud doesn't like to be called Maud. She'd rather us call her Maud. Maud, Maud. Maud. Garrett. Well, my name is Maud. Yeah. In so, Arya. Who's Arya? We'll just say it that way. So, I'm mm -hmm. going to say Arya because I'm closer to a British accent. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, Arya. Arya, yeah, great. Arya. No, what I'm trying Arya. to say is her name is Arya. Did you like that? Like your you? name is Maud. Maud. Exactly. And for the exactly. record, Tiff has practiced that. And for the record, my name is Tiffany. No in all what. accents. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia, <laughs> Tiffany. In America, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. Anywhere else. Yeah, Meanwhile, exactly. Maud, Maud, and Maud. Um, something just as we were talking about Aya's character oh, and um, her coming to this city, Bravos at the beginning, and she talks about, he says to her, don't be afraid, and she mm. says, I'm not afraid. Um, and then you go you back to kind be. of the theme oh. with the um, Unsullied as well, where they're talking about fear. Yeah, um, a lot of fear. So I think that, again, is something where 
you deal with that. And then someone who shows no fear at the very end of the episode, when we get to see Danny alone in her room and she hears something on the roof and she starts creeping around and you're like, is it someone in there who's trying to kill her? Because basically yeah. everyone in the city at this Where's point Dario is against her. Mm-hmm. She goes out. That's against my fantasy. <laughs> He's always in her room, generally, yeah. but she told him to leave. But she goes outside and there is Drogon. Drogon? Yep. Drogon, right? Drogon. Drogon the dragon. Um, and it was such a cool moment because you see her, as we all did, knowing that the other dragons are pissed off at her. Oh, so yeah. you're like, yeah. do they, in my mind, I was like, do they have some connection? Does he know that How they're big all annoyed? Is he? Massive. Huge. Face only Massive. a mother could love. Yeah. And they have him lean in and it's like his little spines on his head, like spike up and then go back Erect. down. Is he going to let her touch him? I don't know. Kind of. No. And then flies he gone. away. And she looked broken, didn't she? She was like, oh my gosh, you're mine. Here, let me touch you. Oh, goodbye. And she's like, "I." this is this whole control thing. Daenerys no longer has control over no. her dragons. And she needs, doesn't want, she needs those dragons to rule as a queen. But I also think that that was a reinvigorating moment for her where, okay, I still have... Though there is this dragon that's out loose and I can't really control him, there is still someone who's on my side. Because I think that whole scene for her was, I'm in this city and I'm by myself. I'm alone. My people are hissing at me. Yeah, a little bit of that. My, my, what is it, the people that kind of give you advice. Barristan. Yeah. He's telling me that if I keep keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to turn to my mad father. Yep. You know, it's just like, where are my allies? Yep. Maybe yeah. she should just keep having some sex with Daria. What? <laughs> hey, we've got a question. Uh, uh, sorry, a um, a theory comment. here or a comment from Waterfaster2012 who says, John said that Mance made a mistake for not bending the knee to Stannis, but he did exactly the same thing. Hashtag hypocrite. Uh, maybe, or maybe he learned from Mance or... He shot Mance through the... He shot Mance through the heart... To save yeah. him from a, a mm-hmm. disgustingly torturous death by yeah. being burnt alive. Kind of well, honoring him in a way. having everyone have a bad memory of him, which is the one thing Mance said he did not want. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, it's an excellent point. Is, is if John had had bent the knee, so to speak, to and literally to, to Stannis, yeah, it would have been... Uh, yeah, I... It, I wouldn't call him a hypocrite. I, I think maybe he learned from Mance. I think I think that was one of Mance's lessons when he, the last thing he really said to him was, you know, like we said before, was I just wanted the freedom to make my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's maybe what John was doing. But again, it's no small feat for him to turn that down, and I think the show undersold that a little bit. They address yeah. it when he's talking to Sam about, hey, all I dreamed about as a kid was being a Stark. Um, for him to just turn it down... It it was glossed over a little bit quickly for me, at least. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And I think that, I mean, him rejecting that was glossed over a little bit. But I think that what didn't register enough for me was the fact that he would have still wanted to lead the Night's Watch. Because the whole interaction with Stannis where they're talking and he says, you know, no, I don't want to bow the knee to you. But at the same time, I also don't want to lead the Wildlings because they're not my people either. But he never really referenced saying, I want to lead the men of the Night's Watch. So seeing his reaction. Well, he just said, I when took a vow Sam, to be in the Night's Watch. Yeah. But right. I also think that he's always been that person who is, I'm going to be a part of the team, but I'm never going to be, I'm never going to stand myself. out. Right. Yeah. So that was interesting because as Sam sang his little speech, he John's, like has a little bit of a smile on his face in certain moments where yeah. he's like, okay, I almost expected him to stand up and say, no, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. So I think that, he that told was Sam lost to over. stop. But yeah. he, he hates Alistair so much. <laughs> and it's true, you know, like he yeah. was chosen to be a steward. He and was... it saves him from having to answer to Stannis. That's true. Yeah. Well, now, but now he and Stannis will be on a little more equal footing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Alistair, Alistair Thorne has uh, always been a thorn in John's side. <laughs> no, very clever, Ken. Though I think there's a, a, a begrudging. F- respect between the two that I think you saw at, at, at the 
the Watchers on the Wall episode last year when the, the big battle. So that was kind of the episode. Next week, we kind of got a glimpse as well. What do we want to see? Do we want to see this? I mean, we've been teasing about the, the sand snakes for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's we see We heard about snakes. them in this episode because mm-hmm. Alaria says, the snakes are with me. They don't really reference what that is, aside from her just saying the snakes are with me. They have the yeah. people with them as well. So I think we'll definitely... I'm. I think we're gonna get to meet them very shortly. So let's break it down. We reckon Dawn's gonna. We have to see the introduction of the sand snakes. Yep. Yeah. Cersei. We're gonna can see her continue to lose her power and control over the realm. Yep. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Is he's going to know something? He's gonna have to know something because he's gonna be leading the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Tyrion and Varys? I'm. I, I'm curious to see Wait. how how quick they get to. Uh, but- how quick they get to Volantis. It actually really bubbles a lot. It kind of went up my nose. <laughs> that's okay. She may actually vomit on our show. Kidding. Life imitating art yet again with Maud Garrett. <laughs> um, uh, I think we'll probably meet some new characters with Tyrion and Varys because they are making a stop before that's it. That they the get point to Dan right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll get to meet some new characters. Very again, curious really to cool. see what happens to them in Volantis. Yeah. Right. Brian and Podrick, what's happening to them? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. And that's fun. And we go book reader voice coming out now. <laughs> I have no idea mm-hmm. where they're taking this story. Yeah. Or Jamie going to Dawn. What's happening that, there? that I that I can see what's Gonna happen, um, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's interesting that they're making it Jamie, and it's, and Dorn's a volatile place. God, Dorn, and and it's a, and it's a, it's a, a lot of things are starting to come to a head. I think Bron's gonna love Dorn. No, I'm saying <laughs> I also just really enjoy that this show, as it's done in a lot of the seasons at this point. Constantly pairs up two characters. Yes. They partner up people yeah. that you don't expect to see partnered. You get to learn a lot about them. And then you start to love that partnership where mm-hmm. it's like last season was Aya and... The Hound. Yeah, the Hound. Tyrion seeing the two Bron. of them together. And then, you know, we got to see Jamie and Brienne. Yep. So I'm curious to see what partnerships from this season are really going to stand out and that we're really going to love. So where are we going to see Daenerys? Where are we going to see Daenerys? Yeah. She's going to have to do something to try and earn back all the people trusting her. That, 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 oh, imagine this, getting hissed at. Yeah, this is it's the price of ruling now. It, it it's it's kind of like what Alistair Thorne says it. to Jon Snow last year in that battle of, you know, you know what leadership is. It's every twat with a mouth second guesses you. And now Danny's feeling that. Yep. You know, and she's yep. going to have to make this decision. I know, it was like this headstrong, you're great, you're amazing, you freed everyone, yeah, we worship you. Yeah, all great when everyone's praising you. Mm-hmm. Um, How fast you know, they turn. It is, it's mm-hmm. the price of being a boss. Got a little tweet here from uh, Waterfast 2012 again saying, I want to learn what on earth happened to John's Uncle Benjamin. I know. So do I. I've been trying to look learn that for five books. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if he don't has... Don't worry, winter's coming. <laughs> I don't know if he has cold hands or not, but I want to find out who or what Benjamin Stark has become. Yeah. I don't know is if we'll ever get the answer. We don't know. How did, who is the king Maybe of the Maybe he got the grayscale and he's like <laughs> a weird beast a dragon on beast. the other side of the wall. I don't know. You it's one of the know. great mysteries. And I think, again, we talked before, George does not throw away characters. No. There's a reason Benjamin Stark was there. The re- there's a reason he disappears. And there's a reason that Jon Snow is constantly in the back of his mind wondering where his uncle is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't think we'll get that answer this season, though. But we are going to continue this discussion on the people that we think will die this coming season. Make sure you do subscribe to Tiffany's channel for those extra videos. YouTube.com forward slash Tiffany M. Smith. Subscribe right now so you don't miss those videos. I think that's all we've got time for for this particular episode, uh, which is the recapping of Ep 2. The, black, or the House of Black and White. It's mm-hmm. our episode three. If you do want to see more of these videos, good news for you. The entire episode will be up at youtube.com forward slash geek bombshells. You can get all of our discussions happening there. What is that? I just got really distracted because I peeked over on Ken's iPad and I just saw some boobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got so excited. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Apparently, people tweet boobs to Ken. Happy birthday to boobs. Happy Happy birthday birthday to boobs. Happy birthday to Ken. I'll send you some boobs. (laughs) 
It was Tanya Tate. It's good. If you don't like the video, I though, <laughs> Twitter um, will. You can get the audio <laughs> podcast on the Knapsack Files. Just search the Knapsack Files That's on right. iTunes, on Podomatic, and on Stitcher. That's he does right. a bunch of different um, audio podcasts. What else is on there? Well, we've got the Knapsack Files, which is a show about life, the universe, and everything. We got Spotlight Star Wars, which is Yay. me talking to myself about Star Wars. This week, <laughs> I recorded a, an episode in my room after the first day of, uh, of celebration for Star me. Star Wars. Celebration. Friday at Celebration was the happiest day of my life. Saturday was a big lie because I was so exhausted and on medication I was barely standing. I've got blisters all over my feet. Yeah. Um, But uh, and then also Alicia Malone's film school with uh, your mate Alicia. Uh, We just got to find time to do another episode. But we got that coming up. Yeah. So guys, click subscribe, like on all of those things. If you liked this video, give it a big thumbs up. I want to have a huge shout out to I See the Frog. David Davis has managed to put on a massive production increase in the value of what we're having here. Totally has. So it's these microphones, Live stream, the candles. candles. Yeah. The cupcakes. Thank you, Tiff. <laughs> Definitely follow at I See The Frog on Twitter. And if you check out the website, iseethefrog.com, it's basically a combination and a compilation of all the amazing things online direct for you. They do all the work for you. So you can just sit there and chill the F out. So thank you so much <laughs> for that one. Really do yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, give yourself a round of applause. Guys, we'll be back next week for episode uh, three of the show, episode four for us. We've got, uh, oh, you're going to bust out the guitar. Oh, we're going to sing. You've learned the Game of Thrones song, which is really, really cool. Guys, if you want to see us sing the Game of Thrones song, make sure you do subscribe to the Extras video because yep. Tiff is going to put all of those up on her My YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. That's all for the night. I want cupcake. Does anyone want the red velvet? I want it so bad. That's all for sure. Thanks for watching. Good night, watch. <laughs> <laughs>